This is Tim Peel, former National Hockey League referee. You're listening to Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to Blues Hockey Podcast. Your host Jason Long, Chris. Yo. All right, so we're back up. Now we're in the off-season mode. We are. So tonight, uh, <clears throat> well, we'll be watching uh, Forbidden Door. We will by be. Phrasing. Also, not the name of a porn. Yeah. It might be the name of a porn. I would. But doubt. what we're watching is not pornographic. It's Correct. just called Forbidden Door. Yeah. So wrestling pay per view, but also we'll have our eye on Game Six as the Lightning stayed off elimination. Yep. Came back. Uh, back in Tampa. So that's good for them. Familiar. So this all sounds familiar. So hopefully stretching the game seven, they'll go back to Colorado. It'll be interesting. Kemper didn't look great, which is that's my thing is like they just Kemper that, that's their weak spot of the yep. whole thing. If they I, can get and McKinnon's been okay so far, but it's been they have such a deep roster as which is why Colorado is that good. This like, series reminds me so much of the Blues Avalanche series. I think they're winning in spite of Kemper. Yeah, you know, um, he's by no means the MVP of this season, and I think Tampa has done a good job, with the exception of a couple of games, of really keeping that McKinnon line in check. Yeah, so uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do tonight. So tonight, game six, we'll see what happens going forward. So we got a couple of like blues and notes and stuff, and I guess the main thing we're going to go talk about is um, Jim Rutherford did his like uh, blues fan survey. Mm-hmm. Throughout thing, and he's like, "What was the number one thing in the Blues need to do this off season?" Which was the same thing as last off season, yep. which is fix the D. Yes. Right. So, which is something I think that definitely got noticed. Like I said, I think uh, Nick Letty was kind of like the temporary patch Agreed. on new things, but I think you need to figure out that left side of the defense is just not as good as the right side of the defense. So, no. I think once you kind of get things figured out, I think the Blues will be set because off the forwards, they are pretty good. So. Uh, before we get into that, we'll do all the news and notes stuff. So today was the Pride Parade. I was down there for that. Cool. Uh, they had uh, Blues had a float down there, so Blues nice. had their initiatives that they're doing. So O'Reilly was there with uh, the team president, Chris Zimmerman, was walking around in and out stuff. Awesome. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so we talked about Rosen getting a contract last time. So yes, we the, did. The big ones that kind of, there wasn't too many things happening. The big one is obviously the Thunder Blues and the Thunderbirds down in Springfield getting to the Calder uh, Cup Finals. Yep. For the first time in over 30 years. So uh, pretty great that first season, our fi- first official season. Cause remember last season with COVID, right. they made a decision not to play due to COVID. Correct. So this is the first season the Blues have actually had them, had as, an them as an affiliate. Uh, very successful first season. Unfortunately, they lose four games to one, lose four straight to the Chicago Wolves, a former Blues affiliate Correct. that kind of falling out with. So, But Chicago was number one in the league, the whole entire AHL. So they went – from, you know, they're basically the President's Trophy winner. I don't know what it's called yeah. in the AHL. And went all the way. And that they're a team that's independently owned compared to other franchises that, you know, like the Blues, I think, partially own the Springfield. Blues. Right. I think that was part of the falling out between the Wolves and the Blues, if memory serves. I if think. they wanted a certain control, like Blues wanted more control, like yes. personnel and some other stuff. And Chicago was going to do that because their owners are there to win and they spend, like, I would say not a 
what's like a big football, like let's say he's Dan Kroenke type of guy where he's just sure. like, you know, spending a lot of money just to win and stuff. Oh, not Kroenke per se. Maybe like a, a Jerry Jones. I mean, look, type I, of guy. I will tell you this. I spent two years in Chicago in the, in the early 2000s when the Blackhawks were terrible, like absolutely dog poop. Um, and people went to Wolves games. Like the Wolves – Move the needle in Chicago. They don't play downtown. They play out by the airport. Rockford, uh, they, not Rockford. Um, they play at the Allstate Arena. Rose, Rosemont? Rose, well, Rose. The old Rosemont Horizon. Yeah. It's Rosemont, Illinois. It used to be Rosemont Horizon. Then it was Allstate Arena. I think it's got a different name now. Um, it, it, but it's you know it's about the size of Chaffetz or Family Arena here in, in the St. Louis area. It's very old. Um, but like they draw, man, and they're a presence. So it's cool to see them win. It's it's cool to see them have success because obviously a city like Chicago, there's a lot of different sports pulling for your dollar. Uh, you know, you've got two baseball teams, you've got a basketball team, you got a hockey team, you got football. a football team. Um, there's a lot going on. You got yeah. a Big Ten college football program and yeah. basketball program. So there's a lot going on, and not to mention that you're only. Um, you know, aside from having the two baseball teams in Chicago, you're an hour away from Milwaukee where you got a third team. Yeah. And another NBA team. Yeah. So um, there's a lot going on there. And uh, congratulations to Chicago. It would have been cool had Springfield won, but second place ain't that bad. Yeah. So uh, Lindgren and Hofer kind of split time in the end. Lindgren kind of took the reins near the end there. Um, played like he's playing great. I think it's one of those things where it's like you know the other team is a little bit better. Yeah. And it just like you hopefully can be the underdogs and overcome it and have the great, you know, feel good story. And unfortunately, they just couldn't overcome that. Because I saw a lot of the things I saw was Lingren just standing on his head making great saves, which good news. Like, I think that helps him get a contract for next year. Maybe with the Blues, hopefully with the Blues. I was going to say, not, do you think that that makes Lingren the number two guy? Because <laughs> let's be honest, I don't think Huso's here next and year. Let's, uh, you just kind of led me into my next point. Supposedly, supposedly. Uh, Andy Strickland tweeted out today that he would not be surprised if the Blues and Huso come to an agreement, as in the Blues really like Huso. Huso likes being in St. Louis. My thing is, Huso like being paid, though. And starting. Yeah, so, okay, been a lot of chat, been uh, the exact quote from Andy Strickland. It was about, we're recording 6 o'clock on uh, Sunday here, so it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. Been lots of chatter, but I expect the St. Louis to make a real effort to extend Billy Huso. He loves it in St. Louis, has a great great relationship with Jordan Bennington. Great, but at the same time, I can have a great I, I do have a great relationship at my work, whatever. But if my contract was up, or somebody came to me and said, "Hey, you can do the same thing, have more responsibility, extend your not extend your career, but have a greater you know greater focus on your yeah on your career, and I'm going to pay you four times as much as you made this year." When uh, for a lot for a handful of years, I think you kind of at least consider depending on where it's at, obviously. But you have to oh, greatly consider that free agency begins the twelfth. Yes. When can teams start talking to players? I think it's twenty four hours after the, the cup. The cup is so. Let's just say that Colorado wraps it up tonight. You got to think that Monday night there are a handful of teams calling Billy Huso. And I'm looking at the Edmonton Oilers. I'm looking at the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm looking at Hurricanes. Got I think Anderson will probably be locked in there, is my guess. But as but if they want to do a two goalie system, but people people need a goaltender for sure. Edmonton for sure. 
For sure. Arizona, for sure. Yeah. Buffalo has a couple of guys in waiting, but probably need a couple more years. So yeah. do you want to bring somebody like Billy Huso and do you have a two-goalie system for a while? Yeah. That's a possibility. I'm looking at New people. Jersey is another. Do you see New Jersey? Did I miss that? No, you did. I was looking. I was looking down the line of like teams that are a goalie away. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, the one that stands out the most is the Edmonton Oilers. Like that team needs goaltending. Yeah, because they bad. lost Koskinen. Like literally, came out during their playoffs that he signed with a, I think, I believe, a Finnish league or Swedish league already for a two-year deal. So no matter what, he was gone. He's gone. So and then Mike Smith said he's going to think about after year and he's forty one years old. So yeah. you're looking at zero goaltenders up there. So they're going to go get somebody. Do they overpay like somebody like Darcy Kemp? Well, and let's be honest, Colorado's lingering out there too. And they got I Frank agree. Coors, who's kind of I don't know if he can handle the starting job, but not a bad goalie. But are they going to pay a lot of money to Kemper when they got to extend McKinnon? They if they want to bring back that's huge trick, um, Burakovsky, stuff like guys like that. I think Colorado is chipping in and winning games for them. Totally. And I think that to that end, Colorado is showing that their philosophy to win cups is we're going to beat you six to five. Yeah. Which is old school, but for sure old uh, 80s style there. But yeah. um, Yeah. It's good for ratings for them. Um, Yeah. So they got the Blues have some decisions coming up. So we'll see if Huso comes back. Lindgren. I think if it was me, the Blues are trying to wrap up. You want to put more focus on the defense. Agreed. So you want to maybe not cheap out on your backup, but obviously Lindgren played well, 5-0 and this year. Had he was a fine. Cult following here, Chucky Cyburn. So he, could he come back and be this? I think had some experience before, did well this year. You at least have to kind of give him a chance. If I agree. Think, if you think Hofer's going to be kind of like the guy, he was okay this year in his two starts. Yep. But I think you have to kind of consider it. And then you bring another AHL guy in to you know, kind of – help out down there i agree so it could be interesting to see what happens there so we were talking about the main thing the blues need to do in the offseason is uh fix the d before i get into that i just had another thing pop up on my list here uh somebody that's gonna probably make the team next year jake neighbors yes jake neighbors wins the whl championship with the edmonton oil kings so he gets to go into memorial cup and unfortunately lost the first game four to two so he was done um, so, unfortunately, not enough time for him to go to – I don't think he would have played in Chicago uh, – excuse me, in Springfield for the Calder Cup because right. like, Zachary Bolduke was there but didn't play at all. So, uh, once again, good experience for him. Maybe yeah. 20 years old. More than likely, I think you see him with the team some way. I think I think year. Neighbors is on the big squad next year. Yeah. Had a little cup of coffee this year and I think looked good for a while. But I think I it, tell you, the uh, team is deep, so they probably were just like, you know what, go back and get some seasoning again, and then next year when we need you – We'll start working in then. I wouldn't be surprised to see Boldu get the nine games. If he played the way he played this year, he had a big jump this year, so which yeah. is a good thing. So if he plays really well on the thing, who knows? Get some time with the uh, big club at least for nine games, then yep. go back to junior because he's not that stupid rule. He's not AHL eligible again. So excuse me for Bolduke. Right, neighbors will be able to go to AHL. I don't Bol- think he will though. I don't think he will either. Bolduke, I think. If he doesn't get the cup of coffee, he's just going to go straight back to juniors. For He'll be of an overager right. in the uh, juniors. Uh, so if you want to go to Kansas City in Oct- on October 1st, you can see the Blues and Stars play. So by playing an exhibition game out there, um, Blues do this every year. They always play mm-hmm. you know, around. They always play the, where the Missouri Mavericks play. Yep. They play that game just to get, you know, um, you know, spread it out a little bit. As much as we like to see some other teams in Kansas City, the <clears throat> Coyotes. 
Correct. But I don't think – it looks like they're getting closer to a new arena there. I mean, it's got to be better than playing at ASU. They're going to be playing at ASU for at least a few years, to That's say the incredible. least. 5000 Did you see the like ticket prices for that? I think we talked about that in the last podcast. It was yeah. like an up-high season ticket per game was like over $100. And it's like – who is going to play? Go see a team that's barely hitting the salary cap, and they couldn't even put their logo at center ice. But apparently, that's what was like after that came out. It came back like, no, that's not one hundred percent true. But they can't put uh, advertising around because it's a college arena. Mm-hmm. So that's whiteboards. That's a source of revenue, like for teams that you just don't think about. Like when you see the like, sometimes you see in the. You glass, know what they're going to do? They're going to they're going to just going to, you just hit it. They're going to put the logos on electronically and the like they do with the glass. Yeah, and that's why I could see them doing stuff like that. That's the best chance they really have to make some extra money. Uh, we do have the draft coming up. is July 7th and 8th, yep. so not too far away here. The Blues, as we talk, uh, June 26th at 614, have a total of five picks. They traded their second-round pick, obviously, uh, last year. And then they lost their, their seventh-round pick they traded as well. So, first round, the number 23 overall pick. So, uh, do they keep on to it? I don't know. I think uh, that's that's definitely a pawn if they want to get a defenseman. Sure. But we'll see. So, I think I nailed all the news and notes real quick. I'm just double-checking my notes here, and it looks like we're good. So, fixing the D. So, we got, okay, Kimmy, I came with four things to talk to Chris about on here. So, we have four options and we'll see what is the best option for the Blues to do. Number one, status quo. You don't go out and do anything. You basically just you, you promote from within. So you basically, you, hey, Perunovic is supposed to be the guy that's supposed to come move forward. Let's put him up with uh, Colton Pareko and see what happens. I think this is the least desirable uh, one to do, which I think is also the least likely to happen. But uh, crazy things that happen. Um, I like Prunovich. I would like to see him have a full-time slot on the team. And get in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> that said, I don't know if, if he alone fixes the problem. No. You know, I think that he could be a... He proved he's a very good a power play. Yeah, man, he runs the point great. Yeah. Um, I, I have no problems with this game. I just think that you've, you've got to do... If, if, if your answer is Prunovich, there has to be something else that goes with it. Yeah, because there has to be some little move to help things out. And that leads me to the second option. Uh, the Blues went up, had a, I say, controversial trade, but um, wound up turning out okay. Uh, Nick Letty from the Detroit Red Wings for, you know, Oscar Sundquist, a second-round pick. Um, pretty interesting deal at the time. We were didn't think it would be much of it, but I'm turning out pretty great. Uh, and I think he fit in very well. The stat lines are a little off, but he has three goals, 21 assists for 75 games in 2021-2022 uh, season. But he was a minus 30, which doubled his career. His career is at a minus 60. So basically he was a minus 30 going into this year, and he doubled it. So that just tells you how not great Detroit was because he was pretty darn good here. Yeah. In the playoffs this year, he was pretty good. One goal, four assists in nine games, plus four. Um, I think looked great. 31 years old, unrestricted free agent. Uh, the rumor came out, according to Jeremy Rutherford, that he's looking for a between a four- and five-year deal, which is yikes already. And then this number is even more yikes. Around $5 million is we're looking for. That's a lot of money. That's per a, year, annual, yeah. annually. So you're looking at 20 to 25 mil to sign 
Look, I, I like Nick Letty. I loved watching him the last couple of years going on those deep runs with the Islanders. Um, I was really excited when the Blues traded for him at the deadline. I, and once again, when we talked about before, I thought he's a lot older. Yeah, and he's only I 31. Only 31. Yeah. Just turned 31, too. Um, the term doesn't scare me as much as that AAV. Um, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money for a team that doesn't have a lot of money to spend. If you do that, you got to be sending somebody out. Yeah. And I mean, how much is Scandella making? Three and point two. All right. So, so if you try to get him out, you also have to sign Perron, who apparently wasn't thrilled with the first contract number he got, according to I'm not surprised. Rutherford. But also, you shoot low and start and you work your way to find right. common ground. That's kind of how things go. And of course, we remember seeing everything that came out when Tarasenko was going through his and Petrangelo, like, oh, he's. The Blues look, but the Blues are going to an eighth year, so now he's happy. And oh, they might give a no movement clause, so it's looking better. And all of a sudden, he's in Vegas. Yeah, you know. So, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows like how much of that leads into it? I think he wants to be here. He's only signed contracts here. I agree with all of that. I I think that in the grand scheme of signing free agents, Nicoletti is probably down the list a bit. Um, I would say Perron is the top of that. Um, I just don't know. Again. Not a lot of money to go around, and there's a lot of players. Yeah, under about under 10 mil, the Blues have to kind of work this offseason. Which leads me to the next two options. So, number one is the oft-talked-about Jacob Chikrin. Uh Arizona, 24 years old. Same age as Perunovic, by the way. Yeah. So, and already has a handful of years in the league. He was a 2016 first-round pick, 16th overall by the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Like I just said, 24 years old. Bigger guy, but also – let's say Pareko-esque, not really like uses that a lot. But uh, obviously last season was awful. So seven goals, 14 assists, only 47 games played, uh, minus 20. So obviously not great, but what's also we try to look at, Nick Letty wasn't great, getting doing really great in Detroit. Great. Got into a winning system, and look what There's happened. There's only so much you can do when your team is crap. Yeah, when you're literally playing with a bunch of guys in AHL or over or guys who are – yeah. Nothing against Andrew Ladd, but past their prime, just basically, basically you get traded away just because they don't want your cap hit anymore. Correct. Um, I like Chikrin. Uh, it's a dual role because, for whatever reason, Chikrin is a blues killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the price tag to get him out is going to be expensive. And it was reported it was four pieces, uh, an NHL player, a prospect, a prospect or two. And then a first round pick. It's a lot of money. So it's a my, lot of stuff. My general looking at things, just what you would have to do, looking at the Blues roster and who is dealable and who's not really, but who would go there. So the only person that's dealable who had a pretty darn good year, and that name's going to come up quite a bit, is Ivan Barbashev. Yes, making barely about two and a half mil, or a little bit less than that. So he's going to get looked at quite a bit for having a twenty six goal season. So you're thinking Barbashev. Probably Perunovic because you think about it, it's just basically replacing right. a 24-year-old for a 24-year-old and the Blues first-round pick over 20, 23rd overall. I don't know if Chickard's worth all that. And he has three more years under $5 million, so $4.6 million. So you're getting a guy signed for at least three more years at a you know pretty good rate, less than what you're paying your three other top defensemen. And then you can hopefully work guys in. But also, that's another first-round pick that's not in your system. And 
I'm kind of getting close to be like, man, you got no other real defense. That's what system. I'm saying. Like at that point, if you're looking at four and a half on Chikrin, just go sign Nick Letty at five. Give him his five, and get him depending on how many years he wants and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So it'd be and interesting save your to pick. see. Yeah, and you get your and, pick and you save Prudovich. Yeah, and then you put him on there, and then you have Mikola as your you know third year, yeah. your seventh or whatever. So that's the one trade, and then the one that's come up for quite a bit is the pair of defensemen from the Philadelphia Flyers. We're looking to revamp them after having a – they have a new coach, John Tortorella, back yeah. in the league. We didn't talk about the early coaching carousel that's kind of happened. You know, Barry Trotz decided not to coach this year. Yeah. Shockingly. Was, so he was he was pretty much locked from everything we were saying in Winnipeg, and then he turned that down. Boston fired Cassidy. Yep. Cassidy went to Vegas. Vegas. Uh, they fired Devour. Devour went to Dallas. Yep. Um, Edmonton re-signed their guy Jay Woodcroft. Yep. Through an, uh, so obviously Tortorella to the Flyers. So a lot of uh, Chicago uh, apparently signed Luke Richardson today. Okay. So guys are getting filled up slowly. Yeah. So it's, it's starting to fill up. So uh, Paul you Maurice. Figure. One, more, one more Paul Maurice down to Florida, which is the surprising one. Right. I forgot about that so, one. But that was uh, so. Coaching carousel going on. Still some spots left. Winnipeg probably being the, I would say, one of the biggest. I would say the biggest right now because they have. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But anyway, so um, two guys out of Philly, Provorov and Sanheim. Uh, I think Sanheim's the lesser of the, I say, less notable. To me, he is more of the Jay Bomeister type. He's the defensive defenseman, slick skating, can sure. pass. Doesn't do much on – he has a little bit on the offensive side, but uh, let's do his uh, stats real quick. His stats this year, 80 games played, seven goals, 24 assists, 31 points, plus nine on – let's be honest, not a great Philly team. No. Nope. Uh, so he was a first-round pick back in 14. So he is 26, a little bit older, but still hitting the prime age, 6'3", 181. Um, I like him making a lot less, making a lot about the same as Chikrin. 4.7, 4.8. Yeah. Uh, the big one is Ivan Provorov, seven, 79 games played, nine, nine goals, 22 assists, 31, minus 20. He's more the number one type of guy. Sure. Uh, was on the power play, but then got kicked off, and he wasn't happy about that. First round pick, number seven overall in 2015. Um, I don't know what they would want for all that because if they're trying to cut costs because they're pretty close to the cap already. Um, that would be something like if you're trying to maybe trade Barbashev up there, like just he's just gonna be a name that's just an easy one to trade right now, in my opinion. I um, I don't disagree. Do you trade the Blues? Trade Bull Duke or Neighbors? I think Neighbors is less likely, especially if you're trading Barbashev because Bull Bull Duke is it'd be great to have that in the system still because you really don't like you don't have a really high end talent after those two, in my opinion. Um, and the Blues looking like they're playing, you know. They can pick the best player available. That's all I always say. Pick the best player available. But yeah, I would really like a defenseman at this point. No, I don't. Maybe I don't you disagree. Have, you luck not lucked out, but luckily Perunovic turned into a pretty darn good player, being a second round pick. They've lucked out on Agreed. second round picks, but they've traded a lot of them. The second round picks yes. lately. But you've you know Kyrie obviously worked out, but then you've had guys like Philip McRae. right? But obviously, what people want to say, Jake Allen worked out as a second round. He pick. did. So they've hit had a lot of good hits on second round picks. So, but eventually. First rounds where you're going to find, you know, most times you're going you're to find. You're most high in talent. Barbershop was a second round pick as well. We were actually yeah. driving that day when they picked him, and we were yeah. real excited they picked him. Dude's day. So, Pro Overall and Sandheim are two other guys. No rumors on what they really want out of those guys, but if you're looking for number one, I would say 
same package I mentioned before. It's I agree. Barbashev, pick a prospect, first round pick. Yeah. And depending on what they want, either a center, a winger, or a defenseman, which would be Perunovic. Somehow, if you get Mikola in there, let's say, say, say you say, hey, you can somehow save it and they want Mikola for some reason. Let's just say that. Okay. But you're probably going to have to throw an extra first round pick then. See, and I, so I'm, I'm kind of with you, picks. man. I feel like this team isn't exactly young anymore. And they got to start stocking the cabinet back up. And they got like the mix right now of where they have like guys that are really young. So they have like Kyrus and Thomas that are really young and then the neighbors. But then you have like the second tier where it's like O'Reilly, Perron, yeah. Tarasenko, Brendan Saad, Saad. Krug are all 29 to 31. Yes. So it's all like everybody's in that prime age, but then like you have to be building up. You have a couple guys you're building up now, which is great, which is I think the why I'm. But there's nothing behind that. Yeah. And the other thing I'm not. And also like I'm for the Blues, like I don't want them to trade for Matt Kachuk because I'm like, why give things up when you just have a shot at getting him possibly yeah. next year? I agree. And then you get him for free. And then there's a 25 year old you can plug right in and he's apparently really good friends with Robert Thomas and they still hang out. They were going to go hang out in Chicago this weekend actually and go watch the Cardinals Cubs games. Nice. So he was doing an interview this week. So we'll see what the blues do. So of those four options, do you have, let's just say, let's just say the package that for the trade is Barbashev, Prunovic, cause you're getting defenseman for a defenseman and a first round pick. And that's the package you get for any one of those three guys. Sign Luddy, just promote from within. Those are your four options or five I, options. I right? would, I would combo, promote from within with Perunovic and sign Letty. That's one. That's they got the second most votes on or third most votes on uh, Rutherford's thing. Just because I think that while the other guys we've talked about maybe NHL ready players, you're giving up a lot. You're giving up a guy who probably won't have the year he had this past year but could have another solid year, and he's been a solid player. You're giving up one of your top prospects, if not your top prospect, mm-hmm. and another first-round pick. I just think that's a lot to give up. It'd be interesting. That I like, I'm like. i always stunned how um, Doug Armstrong does things. Because sometimes I'm like, you're going to give up the farm for that guy. And then, like, obviously, the Here's our trash worked out. Yeah. Obviously, Tage Thompson seems to be a player now, so great. Great. Like if you trade basically Tage Thompson and basically whatever that first-round pick comes for, what we got out of Ryan O'Reilly, great. That's a perfect trade. It works out for both teams. They get a rebuild and get a solid player for years to come. We got a guy who got us the Conn Smythe and Stanley Cup. Maybe more. Who knows? God there. bless. You know, who knows? Um, and this offseason, another thing that's coming up, which we'll talk about later on, do you approach Ryan O'Reilly? About signing a deal. I think you start the talks. Uh, Rutherford was on the uh, fast lane the other day, and they talked about it. He said he would think a deal would probably start with a three-year deal would start around five to five and a half million dollars a year. Fine. I think that's a darn good deal, then, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially if a guy that, let's just say for some reason, the skills decline, which everything do when you get older. We it all happens. know that. You slowly decline. Even if he declines to being the third line Maybe let's say even fourth line. Let's say he even pulls the steam and goes fourth line for a year. Yeah. Okay. Fine. The way he wins faceoffs and other stuff, and the way he plays defense. Yeah, that's fine. Forward, that's worth it. I agree. Especially with the cap slightly inching up. You know, it's going to take a couple more years to kind of get decent. You get a million per year in the next couple of years, but uh, hopefully they can recover some uh, hockey uh, revenue and go for the uh, higher ceiling there. But anyway, 
it's be interesting what the Blues do. I vote for if I had to pick one. I like. I think Sanheim would be the perfect compliment because the bet the end of the day, and sadly enough, which we talked about this before, you're trying to find a partner to make Colton Pareko better. Unfortunately, sure are. And so I think of all those guys we mentioned. Number one for me is Sanheim. I think he just defensive defenseman. He can skate, pass the puck out. Let's Pareko roam and do his thing. Yes, I mean you're you're not incorrect. I just think, like I said, I'm just going to keep coming back to the, the price tag, the pr- the prospective price tag of what it's going to cost, and it's just a lot to give up. Yeah. So the Sanheim one, I think, would be of all those guys, he would be the quote, quote, che- I mean, trade package wise, obviously cheapest. Right. Pro is like potential number one. So if you can get, it would probably cost the Blues like a Barbashev, possibly Perunovic. Maybe if, but you can maybe swap pretty much out for Mikola, and I think that might work. Right. Who knows? Because they have a lot of defense up in uh, Philly, which they're trying to promote from within. That's why those guys are kind of on the market. So it'll be interesting to see what you do. So blue. So we'll wrap it up there for this week. We don't. Have, we'll kind of do another preview with like forwards coming up, uh, and then obviously by the time we get done with that, it'll be after the fourth. Time for the draft. The draft. We'll do our usual draft show. And then after that, we'll probably do our big free agent frenzy yep. uh, right afterwards. Um, and then, you you know, us after that, we'll be a little silent for a little bit. When news comes up, we'll report it and we'll talk about it. But just obviously, that's just the doldrums of the year. Just, it is. It'll be shorter this year because it's in July and the you know season should turn around. Like, this is true. Supposedly, they're going back to normal-ish schedule. Yeah. They're not going to keep pushing this back so it keeps, like, growing longer. Um, obviously, this year was weird because of the – Maybe going to the Olympics, but then not. not going to the Olympics, and they kind of filled some in. So it, it kind of pushed the thing back a little bit. So you, you're going to look for a more normal schedule next year, and we'll see what happens there. So uh, from there, if you want to find us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. I'm at Hossapalooza. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, also look for us on our website. It's blueshockeypodcast.com or .net. Either one gets you to the same spot. You can find all of our links for every single show we've ever done, plus links to all the socials, plus links where to download us, which include Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Play, Pocket Cast, all the good cast. Uh, all them casts. Yeah, get all them cast. Even I heard Skeetbox is another new one. You hear oh, Skeetbox. All Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. Anyway. Um, yeah. And then my usual links. Oh, yeah. Sponsors. Sponsors. Uh, DraftKings, THPN, do it. Um, Rockstar Tacos at the Gaslight Lounge. Uh, will, knocking it out of the park as usual. Uh, now, big announcement is that they will be open for lunch on Fridays only. So if you want to go lunch, full menu on Fridays now. Awesome. So you can go on Fridays, 11 to 1, they're open. Uh, go there, get the full complete menu, including their specials, which they, they did man in the box this week, which was basically a jack-in-the-box taco, which was correct. Uh, look great. It does. So uh, they got their big show. I think they're doing a test run on the Riz Show Taco next week. I want that. So that looked good. So uh, we'll, that'll be good. So, uh, yeah, go check them out uh, right there on Shaw, uh, 4916 Shaw, uh, right near the Botanical Gardens. So you go to Botanical Gardens. After that, head on. Before you go, head to Will's, then head over there. Yes, so, please. So go and check them out. Also, check out uh, Lucky Lola's and uh, find Chris's favorite thing. Man, I was rubbing my salmon all weekend in my house. 
So it was it was salmon rubbing weather. It was it was it was a little hot for salmon rubbing weather. Let's be honest. For a while. No, today was, was good. perfect. Today, was uh, good. yeah, I mean Friday was a little warm, but Saturday was okay. Today is perfect salmon rubbing weather. Yeah, so today is pretty good. So uh, go check them out. They're at available at uh, Kenrick's uh, Fresh Time. Uh, they got all bunch of stuff they're coming out with. They got meat sticks now, which I still haven't found those yet. I got to go get some. So meat sticks and salmon rubbing. That's your, all two, you two, need. Two, two of the fav- most favorite things in the world. So. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for here. I'm trying to look at all my notes and stuff, and uh, I think we about covered all we need to for this week. So uh, thanks again uh, for listening, and uh, thanks again also. Thanks, Donnie Fandango, for the uh, shout-out on yes. his 28-hour marathon. Thank, congrats on breaking the record again. That's that's so great. So uh, we got a nice little shout-out from Donnie, which I'll uh, I'll throw in, in eventually one of these podcasts. I got it downloaded. I just got to move and get it there. So. Awesome. So we'll do that. So thanks again, and congrats again to Donnie. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya.